My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. Welcome to episode 137 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. I am so excited, you guys. I literally just came from the Harlem Fashion Row Sustainability Forum, and I'm going to talk a little bit about sustainability today just as a part two to uh, the panel that I just spoke on and just get a little deep dive into that, of course. So, of course, I want to make sure that you guys know to send in your black notes. Like, please, please, please send in your black notes. Make sure that you guys are um, telling us, you know, uh, what you need from us like what advice that you need and what's going on in your lives and all of this good jazz you know we love love to hear from you and to make sure that we're providing you with like quality content you see that let me go ahead. I almost dropped my little bag today. <laughs> and I have my bag sitting up here in the camera because because I want to talk about sustainability and all the different practices you have. And I would like say like that my bags, um, Collier Bettine are also sustainable. But let me not digress. The bag fell and I was about to talk about it, but I'm gonna let that be like <laughs> in the episode for sure. Okay. So just a couple things to kind of like go through and kind of talk to you guys about in the sustainability world is how you pick your materials. That's like a very, very huge thing um, is how you pick your materials and as well as the practices that you actually decide to establish within your business. So honestly, the best way uh, to do this is to learn more about sustainability. And I feel like the more you educate yourself on sustainability, the better it's going to be for you to actually adapt different practices within sustainability. So a couple different things that you can do. Now, one of those things being um, in your fabrication selection. So it's very, very good to understand the differences between natural fibers versus synthetic fibers. Synthetic fibers, we're gonna see those a lot in our fast fashion world. Uh, what we call sustainability is actually slow fashion. So slow fashion versus fast fashion. So in fast fashion, polyester, acrylic, acetate, nylons, you know, all of these man-made fibers are gonna be there. Whereas in slow fashion, you're gonna get a lot more cotton, hemp, linen, wool, silk, um, leather, all of these type of things. So those things are extremely, extremely important to know the differences between them. So that way, when you're pricing out your goods in a sustainability market, you understand that if you say, I wanna have a regular collection, not regular, but I wanna have a fast fashion, but I also wanna be sustainable. That is really, really, really hard to do. And the reason why that's super duper hard to do is because fabrications that are natural are gonna cost way more. Um, so that's usually what the, the, the big thing is between those two. Um, I definitely think that um, um, it's a little bit harder. Um, give me one second. Sorry guys, I got distracted. <laughs> Sorry. It's so hard to multitask. I'm going to talk about that too, child. <laughs> um, this is the first episode I've done by myself in like a while. Um, but definitely, 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 definitely is hard. <laughs> um, it's definitely, definitely hard to focus on sustainability when you are not educated on that process. So another thing that you can do within product development um, is, is going to be how you actually create the pieces. So one of those things being um, zero waste pattern making. I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of that. 
So basically, what zero waste pattern making does is, is that it actually um, creates the pattern. Um, it creates the pattern so that it is. How do you explain it? It creates the pattern so that every piece is integrated into another piece so that way you're not wasting um fabrication but you're also not wasting paper so basically like necklines i moved into uh like let's say like an armhole um you could say that like sometimes like a waistband might be put into like a um like a shoulder or a sleeve seam so that's one way of doing it so that's one way and another way of doing it um and i'm telling you guys right now i'm out of breath so if i pause a little bit and i have to stop a little bit i literally have been running around all day well running on little to no sleep because that's just like that entrepreneur life and then i spoke at a summit today i have been talking non-stop since 11 30 this morning so if you see me slow down a bit if you if you hear me lose my train of thought a little bit or if you i'm over here still trying to multitask because it's been like a crazy day i'm gonna apologize right now because it is definitely one of those days without a doubt but that just kind of comes with the territory. But I love being on the podcast because I'm able to be transparent with you guys and be authentic and I can be my authentic self on this podcast. I'm having a good day. Sometimes I'm having a bad day. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed, you know. But at the end of the day, what I want to do is make sure that in any circumstance when I'm doing this podcast is getting the information out. So my apologies ahead of time. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I got y'all. Now, some of the things I spoke about today in sustainability also not necessarily has to do with all of the product development and fabrication practices, but also understanding how your product should be distributed as well. So a lot of times, you know, people sit on inventory a lot, and then that's, of course, a fabric waste, and they have to consolidate it um, and or sell it or refurbish it, but also just regular practices, one of those being mending your clothes. Like, you can save a lot of things in this environment just by mending your clothes. Like, knowing the basics of the basics, like being able to sew on the button or being able to, like, you know, put a hem back up if it um, goes down. So, it's super duper important that you also know how to care for your clothes because that will also eliminate a whole lot of waste. So, how often are you looking at your labels? Like, your labels tell you, like, hey, machine wash coat. Um, line lay flat to dry, line dry, ha uh, hand wash, and a lot of times we we'll, we ruin our clothes just by throwing the stuff in the washing machine, you know. And I want you guys to think about this on a bigger picture spectrum. So let me just give you like a whole synopsis here. So um, today I got a chance to listen to Tracy Reese speak today. And when I tell you, sis was dropping gems and I just really love being in the room with her. She said something that really, really stuck with me about what she did with her business that I want for designers to consider, okay? So she said that, you know, her partners, you know, were telling her that they, should, they needed to move um, some of their fast, some of her creations and her designs to fast fashion consumer. Now, if you know anything about Tracy Reese, Tracy Reese is a sustainability designer. She is definitely a slow fashion designer, and there's a certain price point attached to her garments, like definitely in the ready to wear designer phase. So, definitely 300 plus on her garments, okay? 
eh, that's because she's always done things domestically and she's always been very, very super conscious of fabrications. Now, I know that, you know, in some cases, people don't want to spend three, four hundred dollars on a garment and they're not really in tune to the way garments are made, how they're made. And honestly, they they honestly just don't even care, you know, but think about it this way. Slow fashion um, and I believe the example that she gave was that, like, the people who wanted to order from her wanted to be able uh, to make the garments for $10. Now, I want you guys to think about $10 as a labor standpoint. So if they're charging $10 per garment, that means the fabrication got to be a dollar, $2, which means it definitely ain't a natural fabrication. It's definitely something that's man-made and something that completely is going to continue to ruin our, our environment as well. But take it a step deeper. Think about the labor. If someone is charging $10 to make almost 10,000 10, pieces, imagine the labor. And if you think about it, 80% of garment workers are women women in there sewing and of course these things are being made overseas so if you think about the bigger picture the labor laws that are allowing people to make garments for ten dollars must have women at these sewing machines in sweatshops in sweatshops working 14 and 15 hour shifts. So I want you guys to start thinking about all of the, the stuff behind this. When you're buying a garment that's so cheap or you have a, a, a certain idea or you're upset that something costs a certain amount of money, but think about cheap fashion and really think about, could you imagine the amount of work that goes into making and sewing together a garment to be able to charge $10 for it, where we have people wouldn't even work for less than $15, but we expect for people in other countries to work for $10 and we are using these chemical based materials to create garments that are going to continue to pollute um, our earth so I know that you know you, you feel some type of way when a garment costs too much in your opinion but it's also a thing when your garment is too cheap do you think about the amount of time and work that went into that and the amount of people that are either not getting paid at all or getting paid chump change to be bent over a sewing machine hand sewing and their fingers bleeding and cutting like that's deeper than what we think of clothes, but we don't think about it to that extent because we only look at the price tag and we get in our head what we will and will not spend on certain things, you know. But I encourage people, like I said, do your research. Know that sustainability is it, it is a great thing and there's different ways to incorporate it, but more than anything, labor. That's another reason why I prefer not to make garments overseas because I need to be hands-on in my product. I need to be able to see the fit of my product. I need to be able to see what the fabrication looks like because a lot of times um, when you're making things overseas or whatever, your factory is picking your fabrics for you, not you. And as a designer, you should be picking your fabrics. Like you should be the one that is hands-on within that and seeing it, every particular piece, you know, and I just feel, you know, everything that Tracy Reese said today just really just like sat with me when it came to like women and women labor and the amount of money, like really breaking it down to a science about how we choose to spend our money, you know, and we can't say that we don't spend our money on, you know, like expensive things because we do, but we're very conscious of how we spend our money. So I definitely just think that, you know, it was very eye opening to really break it down to that level and know garment workers and it being mostly women and the type of materials that are being used and how things are being how they're being used there are factories out there that have children in them 
you know children in the factory making clothing like we feel blessed because we're in america but think about all the people around the world that are not afforded the same opportunities and things that we have here and that a child that could be six or seven years old has to work in a garment factory or whatever so it's more it's more than just it being about the surface level stuff that you see but to dig deeper into that you know and I def I just really wanted to point that out to you guys and I just think that it's super duper important to know the root of how we spend our money and why we spend our money and being okay with investing and I get it investing in quality clothing is a thing but the reason why we buy so much stuff is because we're not taking care of it and we're buying fast cheap clothing that you're probably gonna wear once what is wrong with wearing your garment again so what if you wore it on Instagram? Wouldn't it be a cool idea to see all these multiple different ways to wear garments? You know, it's so many different ways to wear a garment, you know? So why is it that we have this like facade in our head that, oh, I wore it on Instagram so I can only wear it once, opposed to taking a piece that you have and showing your audience, especially if you're a fashionista, seven or eight different ways to wear that piece, you know? And having staple pieces in your collection and not being so trend driven you know trends come and go which is also a waste of money opposed to investing into classic quality pieces you know and i get it we got people out there who just do not care but you got it my grandfather used to say if you don't stand for something you will fall for anything and um i challenge you guys to really really hone in on your black dollar and how your black dollar is being split specifically black black consumers and the reason why i'm specifying black consumers well first off this is the black and fashion podcast but also because we are some of the main people that do this you know like we invest in like all these fast fashion boutiques and all of these like very cheap retailers like rainbow and h&m and even like the uh, kiras of the world um it's cheap it is you know and it is really 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 clogging clogging up our earth um i highly suggest and i feel like i've recommended this book a hundred times which is overdressed <laughs> overdressed by elizabeth klein is such an amazing read it really digs really deep into the fast fashion industry and the synopsis of things and how things are created and how things are made and even to take it a step further even in the luxury field know your materials this bag right here is 100% leather. It was bought, I bought the leather in Italy. It's Italian leather. It's lined um, with uh, velvet. I normally line my bags with silk. But even like the Louis Vuitton bags these days, as well as the Gucci bags, those bags are made of PVC. PVC. And then they put leather on the handles, but sometimes they don't even use leather on the handles because you see it peeling and ripping off. But yet we tend to like go after these things for um, just like a little bit of luck because it's more a bit of like luxury because it's a psychology thing. And we think because we've had a Louis Vuitton bag or a Gucci bag that we've made it when deep down the inside is poly, the outside is PVC and you got leather handles or maybe not it's going to deteriorate over time, you know? So I think it's super duper important to take a step back, look at the description on the thing that you're buying, look at the materials of the thing that you're buying, and do your part, 
you know, and even learning how, like I said, to do simple things as far as mending your clothes and just reading your labels will help you get to a space where you're actually valuing where you put your money. So even if you don't care about fashion in a sense where you don't care whether you buy something that's cheap or something that's expensive, it's still your money. And if you're not valuing how you're spending your dollar, I'm not going to say it's a problem, but I would just say it's weird, you know? It's weird not to take value in what you spend your money on, your hard-on money that you work hard for and that you hope that you would get the most out of, I would assume. But, I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm preaching to you guys today. And I think for, for good reason, though. Like, for good reason. But I do understand brands not being able to incorporate sustainability because that's just not within their margin. I, I completely understand that. But maybe you adapt different ways within your business structure to do that. Maybe it comes into like your packaging where you have like cotton tags instead of paper tags or maybe you have recyclable mailers. So I do get it, but there's other ways of incorporating sustainability within the way that you do things in your practices as well. Like not wasting paper and um, using like digital printers and different things like that where maybe you print directly on your mailer so you're not wasting paper. Like there's so many different practices that you can incorporate into a business to find at least some type of thing where you're leaving like a thumbprint, you know? Um, and I just feel like that it also can be cheaper depending on the way that you do it. So for my designers out there, when it comes to the what I mentioned earlier, which was the zero waste pattern making, yes, it takes more time and it's more expensive to make zero waste patterns, but you'll save fabric, you'll save paper, you'll save time on cutting because everything's intertwined together. So it's, yeah, it's a little bit more expensive and work on the front end, but on the back end, it actually is a lot more helpful in your costing strategy and your sales strategy. So I hope that what I've provided today gives you a little bit of just insight and I just you know like I said and I'm gonna keep saying it to make sure that you are actually um you know really like taking in and like learning about it um what everything that you're doing and stuff so before I get into a little bit more information I just want you guys to before I get into my next segment I need you to make sure you guys have heard of Charmaine, Charmaine Michael of CM Design Agency so she's a startup fashion brand consultant with 30 years of experience in the NY fashion industry and she's helping startup designers and brands launch like a pro using the proven pre-sale strategy Go to, and I'll put the link in the bio, to learn how to position your brand for success with pre-selling so you could get working capital to fund your production run. You would not want to miss this training if you want your brand to stand apart from the rest. She's offering a 20% promo exclusively for our listeners, CMDA times BNFP. I'll also put that in the show notes. Plus, her label launch checklist is included so you can map out your launch with clarity from day one. And then the info and links will be below. Uh, and of course, definitely check her out. And then on all social sites, it is CM, CM Design, D E S I G N Agency. And the website is cmdesignagency.com. So definitely check her out. And the great thing I love and something that Charmaine does is the pre sale model. That pre sale model helps with sustainability because then you're not overly buying fabric, you're not overly manufacturing, you're not sitting on inventory because you're using the data that you get from your pre-sale in order to understand what your stock units should look like. So a great practice of this is to look at, like once you start posting on social media, and let's say you run your social media campaign, look at the 
styles that are doing really well, whether it's getting shares, likes, um, saves, but also how you usually, you know, you'll put shop now or add a link to your post. You can look on the back end of your website to even see what people are adding to cart, what people are viewing before they actually even make a purchase. So really using that data and analytics from your social accounts as well as like your dashboard on your on your websites to really break down what it is you need to produce and how to manufacture it on a distribution level where it makes sense for the consumer and what that pre-sale model looks like. So definitely check out Charmaine. I think she's going to give you some great tips. Check out that checklist. And I think it's going to be super duper important for you to really hone in on a mentor and that's what Charmaine does as well like mentorship and coaching and education because that's honestly what it boils down to putting the information out there and making sure that people absorb the information and they comprehend it well okay um so just a little bit more on um I definitely want you guys to check out a couple different options when it comes to vendors and fabric suppliers that focus on sustainability. So if you guys are not familiar with um, Kendor Textiles, Kendor Textiles focuses on sustainability. They have recycled cotton, they have hemp, they have lice, so they have so many different options. They're very great about sending swatches and samples of their of their fabrics and stuff like that. And you could always check them out at different trade shows. And then another one is Swatch On. Swatch On has an entire sustainability section of recycled cottons and different things like that. So um, the more you learn, the more you uh, go out there and research these things, you'll definitely find out more information on sustainable fabrications and practices as well. Um, tech, incorporating technology into your business is also a big way of creating sustainability as well. So before you even make samples and mock-ups, there is different um, like technology things like Clo3D and Browseware where you can make 3D mock-ups and sell them that way. You know, So that way you're not wasting any money on sampling or fabric or anything else because you're creating these 3D digital mock-ups that you can send out and you can post and you can promote or even send to buyers to even see what that interest looks like. Um, gaining the interest and understanding um, exactly how your consumer is shopping and what styles are going to be more popular than other will definitely save you the time of going through that sample making process just to intrigue people's interest. So definitely check out those programs. Um, they can be on the expensive side, but if you have a business, it can be discounted. If you're a student, it can be discounted. If you're in school right now, um, your institution probably has it and probably has a way for you to utilize it as well. Um, want to make sure I acknowledge another one of our sponsors, Demeanor by Tia Alexandria is a black-owned, women-founded contemporary women's wear brand that provides cocktail attire and elevated capsule pieces to the modern-day hyper-feminine alpha woman. We are known for juxtap juxtaposing sensuality with sophistication and delivering high-quality fashion pieces at an attainable price point. When you are looking to elevate or refine your personal style and brand, let them provide you with high-quality apparel that is ultra-chic and feminine so that you can command in every room and represent yourself with the utmost confidence and sophistication. Use code BNF15 um, for 15% off your first purchase. So I myself uh, actually have uh, a piece from them and I cannot wait to wear it. I'm just waiting for the perfect occasion. But I did try it on and baby, when I tell you the quality of the pieces are absolutely amazing. The fit is absolutely amazing. I feel confident. I feel feminine. I feel chic. I feel all of those things, even just from having it on for a couple minutes and looking in the mirror. So wait till I step out on the town, honey. Um, but 
before I close out today, um, education is utmost, is foremost, and resources are out there. Utilize them. Really focusing on mentorship and coaching and connection and networking with others just to learn peer-to-peer learning is one of the best things that you could do in the fashion industry and learning from our counterparts as well so as i always say stay black peace out